think you usually do the intro. I do, yes. I was just waiting to see what was going to happen. Because oh. I normally have some witty banter at the beginning. Oh, And that's I how I, I, like, fade the music into that. Uh, but how, <laughs> just looking at me like, say something clever. <laughs> hey, hey, motherfucker, say something. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another rousing episode of Oof, I Wrote That. I'm roused. Um, are you roused? I'm, I'm happy. Roused. A roused or just roused? Just roused. Okay. A roused maybe comes later, depending how roused this story hour. goes. Uh, I am Erica. Lovely, <laughs> like that shit is outstanding. It's our favorite. Let episode. me get through the intro. Okay. Uh, the lovely Sheila is sitting across from me. Bob Hello. is getting ice in the kitchen. I don't know if that's picking up or not, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, that's what you get when you move the podcast up from the basement. No big deal. Uh, but welcome again. Uh, thank you for joining us to the uh, Ladies Literary Podcast, when we each read our shitty old stories to each other and just rip on each other incessantly. So uh, I think this is episode twelve. Sounds about right. So if you've stuck with us for this long, one, you, you got to rethink things. Yeah, but we, we appreciate it. We but really we, we do. We appreciate it. The dozens. Uh, yeah, the final sacrifice is easily the best episode of. Maybe no, not I'm not best. about to argue. I wanted to know what your top three were. Oof. Space Mutiny's up there. Yeah. I fucking love Space Mutiny. What final, is the sacrifice. final sacrifice. Final um, sacrifice. With Roused Hour. Roused Hour. And. Um, <laughs> Uh, what's the other one it's escaping me is it like future war with the dinosaurs i don't think i've ever seen that one i really like soul taker mm. oh and hobgoblins where they have the rake fight and a werewolf a werewolf that's my okay so i have a lot of favorites, <laughs> you have a lot of favorites. Yes. which is okay because it's mystery science theater and you should have a lot of favorites just infinitely watchable just like throw it on let's hang out it's a beautiful thing. Steve introduced me to it on our third date, and I was like, this guy's a keeper. I love this show. <laughs> Which was kind, it was kind of a gamble for him to do that, you know? That's a tough one, I would say, to mm-hmm. throw on, because you don't know why. That's, that's, you either love Mystery Science Theater, or you're like, why? Right, and then also, how do you choose which episode to impress your new date? What did he show you? Soul Taker. Ah, mm-hmm. nice. Saved Final Sacrifice for when we were more oh committed. Oh, my God, that episode... Hour. <laughs> <laughs> just so good just so wonderful okay uh so i believe it is uh you are going first i'm and afraid so there were some outstanding face journeys happening before we turned the recording <laughs> on i'm oh yeah sheila said you said this was a great run of pages here well you charitably described it as a great slice of life story so if that's what you're in the mood for then you're gonna find this to be great (laughs) there might even be another makeover scene (gasps) is that three yes but you know it's early days i mean those are all like essential makeover scenes though they're really critical to the story one could not call them excessive Absolutely not. No, not no if anything, I probably didn't write enough. You needed more. I think so. Indeed. Well, enough stalling. Roused hour. <laughs> roused hour, roused hour, <laughs> round, round, roused hour. <laughs> it's my favorite iteration of that. <laughs> I'm going to watch that before I go to bed. <laughs> I know that's exactly my plan, too. Like, fleece pants and roused hour. <sighs> yes. Nice Canadian night in. <laughs> a little poutine, a little maple syrup. Dude, oh. is there like a good place for poutine in Chicago? No. That's upsetting. I'm afraid that we haven't understood poutine properly. Yeah. I think people are trying to do a lot of gourmet twists on it. No, you can't. No. Give me the little shitty box mm-hmm. at like three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. with the festival of fries, the gravy, <laughs> and the fucking cheese curds. The, yes. The, that's we, all you need. All you need. Don't get fancy. 
I will say, and again, we don't really have smoked meat per se here. I think pastrami is the closest, but it's not really the same thing at all. Um, have smoked meats. But whatever it is that they call smoked meat, it's like ah, a particular. It's like a different thing. Like we have meats that are smoked. But I made Steve walk 45 minutes at 3 a.m. in Montreal to get a particular. I'm sure he appreciated that. Yeah, he did not. Yeah. And it was like, then it was like two pounds. It was so heavy. I had to carry it with two hands. It was great. It was a great evening. Then I went back to Montreal by myself and had the best meat pies. When we were talking earlier about our favorite meals of all time, I think those meat pies were probably one of my top Meat pies are so good. Well, and I had walked for six hours. I had never had these before. There was a chicken tikka masala one and a steak one. And I had it with a bottle of red wine in my mm. hotel. Like, mm. Oh, in your hotel? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. D- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's like <laughs> heaven right there. It was a cold winter's day. It was like 32 degrees outside. Oh, oh. my God. Like, I'll make, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, will, I will make meat pies at home with a little bit of gravy and shit. And it's, it's good. But like, oh, like an out meat pie. Like, uh, yeah. something about it. It's just delicious. I don't think I have the ability to do a proper crust is the thing or maybe that uh, i don't have the right kind of oven no i, I think you have the right kind of oven i do find a good pie you gotta find a good crust recipe well and that is such a pain in the ass to make crust like i do a pork pie from the game of thrones cookbook for the premiere every mm-hmm. year but nice. it's i mean it's delicious but it's more like a pork meatloaf with sage and stuff just in like a pie crust that, that you sounds buy. fucking delicious oh it's really good come over for the game of thrones fin- uh premiere okay but then you have to come here for the finale. Deal. And I will make a oh my God. stupid feast for us. That will be epic. Now you have a goblet. It's gonna I be do. Perfect. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm playing D&D on Sunday and I'm totally going to use it. I can't wait for you I to know. enjoy your goblet. Okay. No more stalling. All right. For real. a fucking story. Okay. So. Now where last did we leave our heroes? Oh, there was an intense cake making scene. The cake almost burned, but it didn't. Thank God. I Does know. it say it in there? Or are More you just less, recapping yes. it for no, us? No, I'm recapping, but okay. pretty much, yeah, that was right. the tension. We well, don't that want burned conflict. angel food cake, man. <laughs> That's just like... That would be rough. It'd be horrible. Because angel food cake is the best. I do like it a bit crusty. Like, the crusty part's the best part. We like just ate. Little, why are we so fixated? Because we're food? I'm a fat ass. That's why. <laughs> like, a little crusty? Like, uh, yeah, fine. But not like... Oh, it still needs to have be spongy and delightful. Yes. We need to have a food podcast. Apparently. The fact that we don't is is a fucking shame. A travesty. It is. Rouse hour. <laughs> All right. Let's get rolling. <clears throat> New scene. Scratchy scene. Scratchy change. scene change. Darcy, you've got two days left before you have to go back to school, Dakota announced. <laughs> yes. So. Okay. No. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, real, quick, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. So Dakota, I was thinking about this when I was listening back to the last podcast. Uh, Dakota just had a like massive life-threatening experience. Yes. He did. How long was he in the hospital for? Oh, maybe a week. Okay. <laughs> so it definitely felt like a day. It might have just been a couple of nights. Okay. Okay. Tension. But he's like fine. <laughs> yes, tension. He's fine. Okay, go. This might be a little out of order, though, but I think this is the latest in the story that we've been so far. So I think Dakota has already been through his life-threatening Yes, because the last time she was baking the cake was because I think because he came home, if memory serves. I think she was just baking a Unless cake there cause... are two pivotal cake-making scenes. <laughs> in your story (laughs) this is is where the whole adage write what you know comes into play i knew how to bake an angel food cake so i thought i should put that in my story (laughs) that's just what i did when i was 12 (laughs) i'm impressed you knew how to make angel food cake when you were 12 from a box hey that's you know i did get into making it with you have to do a dozen eggs though and you have to whip them just right or else you the cake doesn't oh my god i have had again food the podcast i have (laughs) had that happen with this uh 
we were supposed to whip it whip the batter with whip, the eggs, it good. whip it good baby <laughs> so it gets all like frothy and delightful and you're supposed to fold in the flour oh yeah it sounds like a lot of work it, it's worked well once how many times have you tried it? Uh, many, many times. <laughs> it's the level of patience that's required for that stuff. And I, I have uh, no patience at all. Yeah, me too. All right, here we go. Yes, so I spat bellicosely. Uh, rude. What the... What, why? Why is she so mad at Dakota for no reason? Uh, we should just almost died. <laughs> Darcy doesn't care. Because she has to go to school. Oh. Darcy doesn't like your outfit. <laughs> Darcy doesn't like your shoes. Nice <laughs> socks. We should do something for you. I mean, to close out summer, you know? What would you like to do? Oh, Dakota. I was impressed. I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do. Anything. No, it's your day, Darcy. You can do whatever you want tomorrow, and we'll all go with you. Now, isn't every day is Darcy's day? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it is. But not every day does the whole roving gang of boyfriends go with. Ah, okay. Uh, he does say, though... We have talked about how this is just like harem anime, right? Absolutely. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that point had been put out into the universe. Absolutely. Ooh, I lost my place. No! Uh, well, I don't know about Jeremy. I can't promise anything about him, but whatever. Huh? How about it? Okay, I acquiesced. Does Jeremy have to be such a dick? Well, he doesn't have a lot of time or patience for the rest of these douchebags. That's why he's my favorite That's why character. you like Jeremy. That's right. Don't Ivan and Tay have work tomorrow? William interrupted. Nope. Didn't they tell you? Boss gave him the day off. He's a pretty nice guy, but he's always yelling at Ivan for something or other. Where do they work? A record store. Of course. For the they, big bucks. Of, of course they work <laughs> at a record store. <laughs> It's like the only profession that I knew about. Is it Rolling Stone or they do they work at Rolling Stone? No, I actually feel more like it's Reckless Records. Okay, okay. Were you aware of Reckless Records when you were writing this? I think vaguely. The alliteration in that sentence I'm very proud of. <laughs> yes, you should be. Darcy would Darcy doesn't like it. She isn't, no. That's not and the words are too small. Because she's a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh I know what I want to do tomorrow. I yowled. Can we go to the beach? <laughs> The idea percolated rapidly, rapidly into William's mind. This and is like totally an anime. You're going, it's the beach episode. <laughs> That's exactly. I feel like this is perfect because it's the end of summer and they're, sell, they're going to the beach. Indeed. Uh, germinated into an celestial opportunity. And okay. celestial. Okay. Can we please? Come on. Can we go to the beach? I want to go swimming. He clamored. I like William's excitement about life. But you hate him. I do. <laughs> At least 12 year old you fucking hated him. <laughs> Sure, Dakota granted. As soon as everyone gets home, we'll tell them. Uh, I don't have a bathing suit, though. It's okay, William trilled sunnily. You can skinny dip. Shut up, I said dismissively. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. What we need to talk about yes, right here yes. is Bob is in the kitchen getting more pizza. And he said the word trilled sunnily. You <laughs> said trilled sunnily. And Bob had to turn away because he started laughing. Oh, Bob, it gets so much worse. <laughs> like, that's not even the tip of the iceberg. That's just, like, a glint No, you know, that tells me he has not been listening to our fucking podcast. Oh, Bob, first controversial opinions about pizza, now not supporting the podcast. Evil. Ooh. Just evil. Mm. Mm. Can't even look at you right now. Nope. <laughs> she said turned away. <laughs> <clears throat> we probably have a suit here somewhere, Dakota meditated. Home. I'll go check. Minutes later. So from one of those other girls that they killed, like, <laughs> that they lured away from their family. This is, like, actually, a, is it Bluebeard or Blackbeard? The fairy tale that... 
that might be Bluebeard. Blackbeard was an actual pirate. That's right. I get, I get, I get mixed up. You can see how you can get mixed up. <laughs> Don't mind these giant rust stains on this bathing suit. <laughs> Nothing untoward happened. <laughs> Minutes later, he came romping back with a pile of string wound around his gangling arm. That seems unnecessarily mean. That is not a bathing suit, <laughs> said Darcy Blue Stocking. Come on. Wait, what? The, yes. what, what? Uh, blue Stocking is one of my um, thesaurus terms for like a brood. Okay. I think it was some kind of actual 19th century movement where they wore blue socks to show that they were against fun, sex, and alcohol. But, you know, don't quote me on that. It's been a while <laughs> since I was Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can pull it off. Dakota cajoled me. How would you know? Cajoling. <laughs> this is terrible. I've seen you in that nightgown. <laughs> yeah. So context corner, obviously that is what I wore to sleep as a 12-year-old was like full length nightgowns with like lace at the neck <laughs> Like floor length, like long sleeves. <laughs> I told you you were gonna like this. <laughs> no, no, go I'm try dead. it on. <laughs> she just she she really fills out that nightgown. Fine, I stalked to it. Like <laughs> no, no, she's fifteen and he's sixteen. That's a perfect age to appreciate someone's <laughs> curves in a nightgown. Okay. Don't quote me on that. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Let's go. I stalked away to this designated dressing room. The verdict was immensely heartening. So is she, like, scared that if she doesn't try this on that they're going to, like, violently, like, hurt her? Like, she doesn't have to try it on. <laughs> No, she, because you know how Darcy is. Like, secretly, she's like, I know, I love I really like the good. attention. <laughs> I'm the worst. Exactly. Like, I have to pretend I don't like the attention, but I like it. Uh, the suit was eminently flattering to my figure, even if it was a bikini. <laughs> Darcy doesn't like bikinis. <laughs> After, okay. Darcy doesn't think you should show that much skin. <laughs> Darcy <laughs> thinks bathing suits should go to the knee. <laughs> You should be wearing your bloomers. <laughs> Put your holly jolly thighs away. Where are your blue stockings? <laughs> your feet are too white. They are not blue. Your ankles are arousing me and I don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> Put that away. After sashaying in a... <laughs> you got a lifetime like I haven't even like gotten through more than a couple paragraphs. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and I feel like it gets worse. Not immediately. Well, not true. <clears throat> After Just like I read a sentence ahead, it gets worse. <laughs> After sashaying in a fit of ostentatiousness Chante. down the runway. Exactly. To flaunt my physical virtues, I recovered my chastity. I hate her. I hate her too. I really, oh, really, I do. I genuinely hate her. She's. This is... It's a good thing that we met in high school because this is what I was like at age 12. Oh, I remember. <laughs> you didn't know me then? In the bathroom? Getting we're not screamed gonna, at? We're not going to ever talk about that <laughs> Oh, that's on the podcast already, baby. No, For showing too much skin under your Catholic school girl's card. <laughs> Roll that down. <laughs> you were drinking at a corn concert. I'm going to give you a jug. <laughs> 
okay, now I'm getting out of this thing and I'm going to put on some clothes that cover more, <laughs> is, is what she actually says. Taylor, Ivan, and Saturn had been apprised of our imminent seaside pilgrimage. All were voracious beachgoers, though for different reasons. Respectively, what seduced them was the water, the sunbathing, and the girl watching. It's <sighs> like Archie comics. Well, I'm just glad that we knew what each of them, why each of them liked to go to the beach. That it's was I, I feel that was very important information. It's essential character work. I think to really um, unlock the nuances of these characters and the journeys they go on, you really need to know. Okay, I think. Suffocating under a storehouse of blankets, I was tucked in by Dakota. Good night, Darcy, and thanks again. That's creepy. For what? As fuck. <laughs> well, he just wanted to see her in her nightgown. <laughs> oh, Christ. I was going to say, I feel like I could say some really terrible things, but I'm, I'm, I'm holding them back. I was clearly just so confused about how boys and girls work. I, you know, we've talked about this before, but it is like a hard thing <laughs> to capture. You know? And especially if you're 12 and you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's it just impossible. Well, and I imagine I was getting something from some kind of media, probably aimed at teens. Oh, no doubt. I don't know what was hot in 1995, so 6, right 7. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with a DJ. <laughs> I awoke to an epitome of summer perfection. Sweltering air, blinding sun, azure sky laced with inviting clouds. I showered, purging the greasy demons of the night, despite Saturn's assurances that you're going to be in the water anyway. What was she doing overnight? <laughs> just getting greasy. That's what, that's what happens to me. I have to shower every morning. <laughs> See, having had curly hair for most of my adult life, I like do like the okay, yeah, the the important stuff is washed. But yeah, I'm I wash so my hair maybe twice a week. I have to wash mine every day. Twice if I go to the pool, then I have to wash that the sucks. chlorine out. Yeah, it does suck. Uh, we all piled into Taylor's car. It was quite the Kodak moment, really. Mm -hmm. driving in a car <laughs> taylor gruffly cursing at sedate drivers and swerving deliriously due to the undesired presence of dakota's scrawny elbow he's me <laughs> that is you. <laughs> william riding shotgun jabbering inanely at saturn dakota sandwiched between them sluggishly harassing a beetle he had rescued from outside i feel like that is a whole story that <laughs> i'm frankly shocked <laughs> we we do not have two and a half pages on are you disappointed? Because we could talk about the beetle and how the beetle's clothing is inappropriate. I mean, I am a little. I am a little disappointed that we don't learn more about the beetle. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, I had to squeeze in a lot of makeover scenes. And That's fair. That's fair. You really time. needed that third makeover scene. I do. It really brings the story together. It does. Saturn muttering, caviling, caviling, I don't know, stole that from Shakespeare. <laughs> Words at William. Jeremy slaughtering a smile behind an intimidating cigarette. Ivan disconsolate, his life force being drained out of him. I think Ivan is all of us right now. <laughs> and me perched haphazardly on Ivan's lap, swatting Saturn's flailing arms. This is unsafe. Why Why are his arms flailing? He is uh, animatedly talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> he says he's Kermit arming. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. When our bonding moment had screeched to a halt, we flocked from the car. Saturn was scuttling headlong over the blistering sand, pitching his tattered Demalion clothing away. <sighs> what the fuck does that mean? Like raggedy. Okay. Like ragtag. All right. William lagged behind him, puffing and stumbling over his flopping sandals. Why do you hate him so much? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm much sorry. hatred for young William. Ivan flipped a towel out near the water's edge and intrepidly assassinated an ant which had encroached on my personal space. 
Jeremy reclined luxuriously on the towel, feline in his fluid movement. I swear, I reflected, if I wasn't Taylor's girlfriend, dot, dot, dot. That's oh, I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. Twelve year old Darcy's like <laughs> no, she's fifteen. Oh, excuse me, creeping she on. She might even uh, be sixteen now. Creeping on Jeremy. Jeremy is like nineteen. It's not that big of a stretch. Plus, he's super hot. Okay, he's feline. Taylor's Taylor's more like Mr. Peanut Butter. Jeremy is more like BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I I know that horses aren't feline. I'm just putting putting that out there because you know topical. <sighs> so you're you you're okay with your character ending up with a Mr. Peanut Butter? I feel like you've opened a whole nother door of well, conversation here, Sheila. As we discussed, I haven't gotten that far into BoJack Horseman, so I don't know. Mm, okay. We, I will get into it, and then we will revisit that. That sacrilege was dashed from my mind as Taylor stripped off his shirt. <laughs> Is everyone taking off their shirt? There is a beautiful image of Chibi Sheila lit by the computer screen <laughs> at night in, in, your, in, your, in your room. Typing how Taylor is taking his shirt off. Okay. And it's a beautiful, it's a blessed image. I can, you're absolutely right. I could just see the, just, Bell. just the look on the, just, yeah, just kind of <laughs> sitting up a little, a little straighter and like, just really visualizing it. You nailed it. And it is beautiful. Nailed it. Pour one out for Chibi Sheila. Uh, his little half striptease was so perfect you'd swear it was choreographed. <laughs> Probably was. Ivan, too, was already resplendent in trunks. <laughs> Dakota, fragile. Here's a question. Yes. Is this how the Twilight books read? Well, they're a little better written. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I got 10 pages into that first one. It was just like, this is not for me. <sighs> no. No. I missed the boat on those. Yeah. I think we were a little too old for them. Yeah. We talked about this in a prior podcast. We did. That yeah. if we had been the target Probably the target age, yeah. Yeah. Well, at first we were like, yeah, and then we were like, no, yeah, we would have. Exactly. Like, I have to admit, I probably yeah. would have been so into Edward watching her sleep. Uh, creepy. Dakota, fragile and sylph-like, because he's still recovering, refrained from venturing into the glacial water. I wrestled out of my I mean, to tampering- be fair, like Michigan is usually very, very cold. It's cold, even at the end of the uh, summer. I wrestled out of my hampering clothes and revealed the skimpy suit. Flitting children peppered the beach while sloth-like adults were, <laughs> were smeared all over as well. There was a terrible accident at the beach. <laughs> you guys are still like, hey, water, let's do this. <laughs> like, Wolf Halleck has clearly been here and left devastation in his wake, but let's go swimming. I grinned and... Sp- <laughs> that's, what, that's what the story is missing. There's not nearly enough Wolf Halleck. I think we talk about him soon. <gasps> Yay! Woof! Yay, I grinned and splashed into the lake. E, it's freezing! <laughs> I screeched girlishly. William proceeded to titter psychotically and baptize me with a bucket full of lake water. Delighted, I dunked him savagely under the water. Taylor, Ivan, and Dakota partook of the festivities as well. Only Jeremy remained a landlubber. He deemed our games below his standard of maturity. Jeremy, have some fun in the water, for God's sake. Oh, no, I was just thinking, like, yeah, Jeremy, why not? <laughs> Dakota abandoned the lake rapidly, energy sapped by the frigid water. Ever the, ever the dutiful sibling, William minced out after him. <laughs> he does a lot of mincing. He does a lot of mincing. Yeah. Is there subtext there? I don't think so. But I don't think that I associated... I think you were too young for that to be subtext. I think so, too. I think you just hated him. I know. He's, he's a good sibling. 
Saturn scrambled up on the shore to badger his friends with a wet towel. Ivan, ashore, vacuumed up my variegated sandwiches and delicacies. <laughs> that, that, that left Tay and me alone. <laughs> Looks like we're alone, Taylor surmised. <laughs> so great. Taylor surmised brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I concurred eloquently. Come here, he growled. Very eloquent. <laughs> and wrangled me into a hug. That's the end of that scene. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm so serious. Hugging on the beach. <laughs> I think we're alone now. Dude, that was totally just running through my head, too. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Should I keep going? Um, have you read two pages? I think so. This next one, these next couple are short ones. Short okay, scenes. they just keep reading. <clears throat> okay. Maybe finish this, uh, the next scene. Okay. The sniveling countenance of Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Lest you forgot what story we were reading. <laughs> oh, I hadn't. I, I definitely hadn't. Never How many times do you think you say countenance in this story? Oh, 55. Okay. Yeah. Just Sometimes I say visage. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lofted me a day <laughs> Switching closer. Switching it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the is for. To the eternal drudge of childhood. That day was Deep. frittered away, repining, brooding, and drowning in the straits of dejection. Uh, guys, <laughs> I still don't have notebooks and pencils and stuff like that. <laughs> no problem, Tay said languidly. <laughs> Fuck your school supplies. <laughs> they give you everything you need there. That's what's nice about it. That is not true. That is not school. a thing. No. That's not no. a thing in any school. No, it certainly <laughs> isn't. Especially the school where the teachers dress like whores also. No. It teaches just like a whore. <laughs> it teaches a whore. <laughs> Good. You know what? I don't want to go to sleep tonight. It's my second to last night of freedom. I don't want to waste it. I know what you could do, Saturn insinuated. Get to fucking. <laughs> Sculpting a psychotic moo and indicating Taylor. Shut up, I barked. Maybe if I look. What is with you in the animal noises? So this is. We're mooing. We're barking. We're winning. <laughs> okay, so you're going to love this. It is uh, moo, M-O-U-E. It is, it is a, I'm, I'm slinking down in my chair. Yes, it is a French word oh, that means like, like a pouty frown. Like that. Like I'm doing right now. Like how this whole story makes you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that I love my French words. Maybe if I load up on caffeine, I won't be able to fall asleep. Dumb. You could try it. Dakota Always a bad call. Right on the day before your first day of school. What are you thinking? Not a good uh, idea. She's a kid. She doesn't know. She's a moron. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it doesn't really work though. It's probably a bad idea anyway. Thank you, Dakota. Your heart will explode out your chest. <laughs> I guess so. I slurred. <laughs> Been drinking. <laughs> Maybe I ought to go to bed now. That's no fun. Saturn chided. I know, but I'm tired. Ooh, conflict resolved. <laughs> Taylor and Ivan filtered out the door. <laughs> Jeremy galloped in demonic fashion to terrorize someone's dreams. <laughs> what? That's a very evocative image. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is he going? What is he going to I do? have no fucking Why clue, Sheila. You? I, I have no idea. The usual rabble sco- scooted off to their respective See, because it beds. implies that he's, like, able to go into other people's dreams. <laughs> that was like a sentence from a fantasy novel. And I feel like that's a story that I, I would read. <laughs> so you want to read about the Beatles? Or attempt to write poorly. Lucy, <laughs> 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 like, what? <clears throat> mm. I was a, ver- <laughs> a veritable princess. <laughs> control yourself no sex noises yes even jeremy the misogynist's misogynist 
entertained some. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some, I'm sorry. I know I'm making like a, a face, <laughs> but that's just like it's. I huh? mean, they're all. If anyone is that, it is Darcy. Yes, very she much is the so. biggest misogynist of them all. She's a gender traitor. She's a huge gender traitor. Even he entertained some soupçon of it. Okay, that is the <laughs> second instance of soupçon that I, I can recall. And it is entirely possible I blanked out for a few of them. <laughs> but aren't you happy that that word is now part of your life? No. You're welcome. <laughs> Just have a soupçon of gratitude, please. Uh, <laughs> no. He had a soupçon of esteem for me. Dakota and Saturn were hurtling through their pubescent lessons on womanhood due to my presence. So give yourself some credit God, what? ivan was buttering his bread with an astronomical amount of my advice <laughs> wait what what uh, i heard bread and i got excited <laughs> for a second and i was like bread oh podcast. ivan is me yes he's putting a lot of butter on it. and then it's like we 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 veered when we should have turned left <laughs> It's, it's metaphorical, Brad. Oh, okay. Thank you. I believe it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's, um, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's subtext, Stephen. It's <laughs> <laughs> William prevailed upon one shadow of my id, my psyche's resident matron. I know. I'm closing my eyes because it hurts to see things. And Taylor had his soulmate. I do think it's it's adorable. Yeah. How how much Shakespeare rubbed off on Chibi Dars <laughs> on Chibi Sheila? I mean, I guess I'm flattered that you you think that this is somehow Shakespeare. <laughs> no, it's just like the phrasing and like just so, some of that is like you could tell that you you've you'd seen a lot of Shakespeare. I did love the Stratford Festival, or you had just gotten back from the Stratford. That's Festival probably what happened. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid and I would write shit, it'd be like, oh, what movie did I see yesterday? And let me just copy that, like, blatantly, so. Exactly. I guess, like, there are worse people to plagiarize from than Shakespeare. Indeed. Indeed. I writhed among this plague of locusts, torching it with saccharine fantasies of Taylor. And then there's sentences like that. And it's like, why? 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 Oh, wait. I missed the whole paragraph. Oh, no. From the rusting (laughs) tree. Can you try to sound a little more sincere? Oh, no. To be fair, I didn't mean that to sound insincere. I just, that barometer is gone. Everything I say sounds exceptionally insincere, even when I'm meaning to be sincere. That is true. And I also, I have very poor sarcasm detector from the rusting trunk of denial boomeranged a sprightly series of diabolical controversies how long am i gonna be with them where am i gonna go what will eventually happen to me and to all of them am i going to have to deal with some deaths along the road will one of the weekly scares turn out to be fatal darcy shows more (laughs) self-awareness so i feel like she's most human in her internal monologue as opposed to like her narration. <laughs> that is the end of that scene, and then there's like another really short scene. Read the other really short scene. Okay. A raspy tongue massage disarmed me with a jolt the next morning. Mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna. It's, yeah, it's the dog. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right done? over there, champ. We've got Bob on the couch. Uh... <laughs> See, if you like that, you'll love our podcast. That's why you should listen to our podcast. (laughs) Mix, I mumbled, I love you. Having delivered that astute remark, I tumbled off the couch. Okay, so it was the dog. 
Yes. Okay. Oh my god. Don't this don't. This isn't that kind of story. Don't don't. don't. <laughs> Except for the nudie bookstore. Don't episode. you dare. <laughs> oh, the nudie bookstore. I forgot about that. With William, the eleven-year-old, <laughs> able to just waltz right in. Go to the bar and then go to the bookstore. Uh, William, Dakota, and Saturn were clustered conspiratorially around a cereal box. The Buccaneer band withered instantly. What's up, guys? Nothing, Saturn barked adamantly. Yeah, I bet, I said caustically. If you're going to lie to me, then at least do it convincingly. Adverbs, the pie. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's nothing, Saturn hesitated. It's something. Now tell me, okay? I'm not going to tell anybody. It's Cleo, I guess. Okay, what about her? I demanded pettishly. Is that a word? I don't know. Well, I guess I sort of like her. I mean, I really like her. He divulged. Then why were you being such a dick to her the other day? Because he likes her. Because that's what I thought that boys did when they liked girls. What a douche. I know. What's wrong with that? She likes you too, I think. Really? He perked up. You think? Sure, I lied tenderly. (laughs) Why don't you ask her out? What are you doing? What mind games are you playing here? You think she'd say yes? <laughs> this, this is so mean. <laughs> Are you deaf or just stupid? <laughs> wow. Damn. Go for it, Dropping Romeo. that hard C. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's really out of character for her to be like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Go for it, Romeo. I advised him blindly. Now, can I have some cereal? Saturn jigged from the fridge back, sweeping the open milk carton precariously, howling something about centripetal force. I am smart. He then made sure to imbibe a gentlemanly proportion in a gentlemanly manner, quaffing half the container straight from the jug. You had to do that, didn't you? It's almost over. It's the last, the last part. I mourned rhetorically, then heaped a load stock of the glimmering sugar tidbits into my bowl. I'm glad that we, we got that last bit. I feel the story would have really felt incomplete without it <laughs> glimmering sugar tidbits part of a complete breakfast <laughs> uh that's the end of that scene okay do you want me to stop here yeah yeah, yeah. we can stop there to feel we need to do a bit of context corner before we leap Let's into my story launch right in uh so i think one of the main sort of impetuses for uh <laughs> impetai <laughs> and i don't I, I have no idea i don't do words good <laughs> not like darcy um <laughs> One of the main reasons for doing this was uh, Sheila and I back in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Had open high school. Had a, and I think we may have talked about this a little bit early in the podcast. Right? <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say yet. <laughs> oh, oh, no. We had this notebook that we passed back and forth. Oh, yes. And we were writing a story that kind of, I feel like, started at a Ruby Tuesday. Absolutely, it did. Or something. And then, like, went into a sleepover or something. But... We had discovered that the other liked writing fairly early on, I feel. Mm -hmm. Major friendship discovery. Mm -hmm. Major moment in our friendship. That night, I feel like. Yeah, I think so too. So we decided to start writing something together at the tender age of, what, 14? 14. Somewhere in there. Um, So we had this notebook that we were passing back and forth and we were writing a story about these two women named Darcy and Renee. (laughs) Wonder where that name came from. Yeah, tough. That's tough. Uh, the uh, access will never crack that code. I did it right this time. <laughs> Yay, I'm not a not. I always say the allies will never crack that code. Without fail, everyone has always been like, with the, you, what? <laughs> but why, wait, why are you fooling the allies? They'll be allies, man. <clears throat> so um, we did that. We are hunting for that notebook because you want to talk about cringe. I, I'm. 
I'm sure that's a little rough. Uh, but we think it would be really good for for the show if we can find it ever. But uh, I always kind of... Um, what story ideas I burp into the microphone? <laughs> always kind of stuck with me. Yeah, I'm chugging Diet Coke like there's nobody's business. <laughs> like it's nobody's business. <laughs> can't talk at all. Um, <clears throat> don't talk good. Don't do words good. So... Um, I always kind of had that that story has always been kind of kicking around in my brain and I've never been able to adequately get it down on the page and just recently I decided I'm done I'm done with it gotta leave it behind there's other stuff I want to write so it's just gonna just gonna it's just gonna be done this is a big moment dear listeners um this has been going since High school. What, like almost half of our lives. Probably 20 years at this point. So while I applaud your decision to move on from it, because I think that in some way you've always felt like you can't really put all of yourself into something else until that is complete. I also want to take a moment to, you know, pour one out. I'm pouring a lot out tonight, but pour one out for Darcy. I mean, I will say there's so much that I have written with those characters that, I mean, who knows? Maybe someday I'll, I'll feel a little bit more confident enough to kind of go back and revisit it and... Because, see, the, the problem was I never knew... I knew where I wanted to go. I just never knew how to get there. Right? So the version I have that I was most recently working on is, like, this... Where did my soda go? There it is. This 400-page, like, monstrosity. And I think there's some good in there, but... I don't know. I don't know that I've ever been, like, confident enough in my own writing to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is solid. You know? But why? I don't know. Okay. Oh, what have I ever written that was ever, you know, oh. decent or good or... Have, have you seen what else is you out there? You are 12! I mean, I have done some writing. I wrote for, like, the, the wrestling blog for a while. And, like, I don't know. It was, it was just always... Never felt, and I think it's because it had that, like, there's the historical connotation and just that being kind of capital I important, you know? Also, like, the genesis of the story was in a different time and place and headspace, and although you are no longer in that, you couldn't, like, you couldn't quite reinvent it either, so I could see how you could get stuck. Right, exactly, and it almost needs just to be, like, completely, like, wiped clean, and, like, let's start from completely square one, but I don't know that I could ever do that with that because they're always kind of this context of it you know yes so what i think will ultimately happen as i was actually thinking about this the other uh, earlier today was she would actually renee would be a really good concept for like a D character Ooh. so i might roll up like a fighter just to kind of have in case my bard end up, ends up dying or if i get into another game or something so i think that might be a good vehicle for that or mm-hmm. even bringing that kind of the vague story into one of the campaigns that I'm running. You know, just so there's a way for it to kind of continue. Mm-hmm. But I think as a uh, piece of fiction, for now, I just think I gotta walk away. You put it to bed. Yeah, I think it's just it's just gotta be done. Yeah. Um, but I am working on something now that I was talking to you about this week. I'm like over 20,000 words in already. I'm pretty happy with it. So yeah, we'll we'll kind of see where shit goes, you know. Yeah. Exciting times. Very exciting times. So so then context for what you're going to read tonight. This is not the original 15 years old iteration. No. This is probably right around when 
I was writing Heartless, I would think. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. That was a good time in your career. So, like, early 20s-ish. Okay. Um, like, college-ish, somewhere around there. Maybe even a little bit later than that. But right in that sort of, life is terrible and I hate everything. <laughs> I so. have to take the bus. <laughs> Hey, hey, have you ever been on that 151 no, bus? it sucks. It totally sucks. From fucking the train station all the way to Loyola? Oh, no, that does sound That's terrible. That's like a two-hour ride. It was fucking terrible. What train station? Union Station? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No wonder Sucks. Shannon hated that. Terrible. <laughs> oh, now, Shannon. Now, how does this stack up to Heartless in terms of hilarity uh, in general? Awesome I guys? actually haven't had a chance to really read through this. <gasps> Excellent. So it'll all be fresh. Oh, bring it. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, I do think this version actually ends, which is a thing I don't normally do. And is this the beginning beginning that you are starting at? Or are we missing pages? I'm pretty sure this is the beginning beginning. Okay, so we don't need context for characters or anything like Shouldn't. that. Shouldn't. Okay. And if we like go through stuff, yeah. And I think because... At the beginning, at the very, very, like, start when we we first started talking about this, Darcy and Renee were kind of the same age, right? Ish. Uh, initially, yes. Yes. And then it, I kind of, once I sort of grabbed it, I made Darcy younger and Renee older, and then it kind of changed a little bit. In this, I think they're, like, Darcy was a kid at one point. In this, I don't think she's, like, a kid. I think she's, like, a teenager. Okay. Not that anyone that would really matter because nobody knows about any of this shit except for you and me. So, yeah. Let's dive in. All right, let's meet your Darcy. Now, I do also have, there's like notes and shit in pencil on here. I'm not going to read those. I'm going to read the text as it originally, <laughs> <laughs> it was originally intended. Not the annotations. Um, Yeah. Because some of it is just like. I think some of it is like how you went through with your thesaurus. <laughs> oh, but that's the best part. No, but some of it was just like, like here, I have pants and shirt crossed out and then clothing instead. Like, <laughs> that's an important distinction. <laughs> it is, man. You got to cut down on that word count. Um, we have opposite philosophies. Indeed. So I am just going to read these first couple pages because I do have a, I love my scratchy scene changes. Oh. So we'll get to that. And then... We'll kind of go from there. Uh, and I do apologize to anyone who was into the space opera from last week. I uh, thought it was a little too good for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Darcy, uh, Darcy. Wow. Oh, Sheila. Oh, no. How dare you? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Sheila was a little like, yeah, I don't have much to work with here. So. I don't. I wanted to really know how this story went. I mean, I could send it to you if you're yeah. curious. Um, a pop. That's another one where it jumps around and like, there's kind of an ending, but... I want to get to the good stuff. I don't like... And I'm trying not to do that with this new thing, right? I'm trying to write the the little inner, like, interstitial stuff. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah. I'm surprised that given that, you know, for a long time I've thought of you as, like, a graphic artist, that you don't storyboard. I mean, I, I will. You'll, like, here, I can actually show you. Show me. Like, when I'm, even with Heartless, like... There's, like, drawings and shit, like, all up in this crap, like... Yeah, but, you know, like, break it out by, like, chapter by chapter, and then break down those... You know, sometimes I would, and I think that's what that, uh... 
the notation was <laughs> uh, the uh, Darsune, the 50,000th incarnation. So is this incarnation that we're reading tonight earlier or later than the one you're now This is earlier than this. Excellent. This is based on, or the 400-page version is based on this, I believe. Right? Okay. I believe so. Yeah, because it says Kate in it, and Kate's in the newest version. And this is dated uh, Monday, March 19th, 2012. So... Oh, not so long. Well, this <laughs> six years ago at this point. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so this one is pre that by I would say a significant chunk of time. So making it way more awesomer, obviously. That's one way of thinking of it. I'm an optimist. That's foolish. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lord, bear me strength. <laughs> the winds are changing. The air. <laughs> is it too early for a scorpion's joke? No, okay. no, it's not. Go ahead. I, I, that's the joke. Just that. That's, that is the name of a song. And I think it's the winds of change. I think it is. So. Took the. Oh, how does it go? Took the Moskva down to Gorky Park. It's a bunch of Russian stuff. I, I was going to say, we definitely haven't had any singing yet this uh, episode. No, you're welcome, everybody. And we had a lot last episode. <laughs> that's because that's we were on the third of the night, <laughs> a.k.a. the most alcohol. <laughs> we didn't drink. We only did two last recording session. We didn't drink that much. Oh, that's true. We were just having fun. It was really that first recording session, those first three episodes, where <laughs> episode three gets a little, a little sloppy. sloppy. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <coughs> Excuse me. The winds are changing. The air hangs dead in the sky. Ooh, grim and scary. Well, you know how I am. No, I like. I actually like that though. Uh oh, no. You know when this was. I don't mean to interrupt with another context corner, but I'm gonna fly in with another context corner. <laughs> uh, those of you out there who have played the game Kingdom Hearts. Oh. There was this. There's this concept. Well, the whole game is like. Your heart is basically your soul, and there's, like, the darkness and the light. That meant a lot to little Erica. So you're going to see a lot of influence as I wave these pages around. (laughs) It's like, why are you flapping those at me? Because there's definitely a capital D darkness in here. Ooh. And it's not the band. (laughs) I don't believe in a thing called love. Just listen Listen to to the the rhythm rhythm of my my heart. heart. There's a chance we can make it now. tried to have another song it was cute i don't even it wasn't very good all right uh the capital d darkness is gathering for its final blow to the light see right there for you already well, we're starting right yeah just, starting just gotta the gotta get in there sheila um suspense. oh erica no there's a scratch out and yeah uh, so i think i said this already right uh, that i'm not reading the Annotation. Yeah. Anyway. But I think you should. Okay. So, well, should I just read the annotation or should I read what it was before or? I would say if you think it's worth calling out, read them both. And if not, just like read whatever the update Okay. Is. Whatever I can actually see. Okay. Because it's all in pencil and it's a little hard to see. That's how we ended I... up with Yames. <laughs> These foolish Yames. Uh, I like Jewel. Her stuff was a little like, mm. but you were meant for me. I like you were meant for me. Oh, uh, it gets you in a mood. I don't know. Oh no, like no, it is a very specific 1995 living out of your van in Alaska. You know, Making being it in a work, bad yo. relationship. Yeah, 
I uh, there were better. There were songwriter, singer songwriter, Lilith Fair types doing it better. Wow. Yeah. You know, I didn't care for Jewel in the nineties. Really? I I liked Who Will Save Your Soul. Okay. Ooh, that's a good song. But you know, I much preferred like Sarah McLaughlin or. Um, See that in the arms, uh, the angel song has just destroyed Sarah McLaughlin. Well, that's because of the anti. It's because of they show the suffering puppies. I know with the eyes. And I can't. I can't. It's like fuck you, Sarah McLaughlin. But her her song Possession. That's a great song. I mean, she has good stuff. Yeah. It's just like it's similar to when there was that one summer that Cheryl Crow had an album. Oh yeah. And that is literally all my mother listened to in the car. <laughs> That's what it is. Jewel is like mom rock. So there's that. The what's the song? That meow, 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 A change meow. will do you good. No, it's not that one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Put on a poncho. Pay for it's not game. that one. I like that one, actually. I forget what it is. But just it. Oh, oh my favorite mistake. Oh, I don't know that one. It, it opens that album. And I just hear those guitar twangs. And I want to rip all my hair out of my head. So I hear that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to be the organizer for this end is the greatest honor my house could ask for. Oh, so someone is narrating. We don't know who, though. Uh, the pawns have been set into place. Ominous. Mm-hmm. For years, I have awaited the opportunity to show my master my true devotion to the cause. Scary. So much time has passed. Generations of lying in wait. Oh, I wonder if that comes into play here. There's just, uh, uh, like, I know we're, like, sentences in and I keep, like... There was, like, a time where Darcy and Renee were, like, reincarnated every... Do you oh. remember this at all? Yeah. Vaguely? That's, like, a Zelda story. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Where they were, like, reincarnated a whole bunch of times, and this dude, like, fo- or this, this thing followed them throughout, and it was, like, yeah. Yeah. Influences the podcast. <laughs> um, so much time has passed. Generations of lying and waits. Definitely spelled lying as if it is to lie. As in telling an untruth, because I don't know how to spell. That's um, the same. Is it? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that lying? Lying. Lying in wait and lying to your boss or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, L-Y-I-N. Oh. oh thank God you're here. <laughs> spelling me champion. <laughs> Isn't that more grammar? That's spelling. Definitely spelling. Yeah, okay. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Such an honor to be an instrument to the end. I was also very like into apop- apocalyptic stories. I can tell. Still kind of am. Yeah. I think like that whole one world changing and something kind of coming new from it. Very last battle without being so douchey to Susan. Oh, God. We can't even start talking about how Susan was punished. Oh, no. We'll liking stockings like, and boys. Fucking night. Lipstick. Oh, okay. Let's get through this first heaven. paragraph, okay. shall we? <laughs> Uh, my name will go down in the ages the new world will look at me as a hero my I'm gonna stop reading like an asshole my visage will be painted upon the walls of history next to the other the other the other is it capitalized yes would you like me to like let you know when because there's random shit capitalized no I think I can feel it okay uh the evenings will remind them all of me when the sun dies (laughs) each day they will whisper my name Oh, okay. See, there's so many versions that there's, like, characters that may have been in one that are, like, not in the further ones because of, like, stupid shit like this. So I'm kind of, and I I haven't read this, so I'm rediscovering them as I go. Okay. This person here sounds a bit full of him or herself. A little bit. It's probably a guy. I am the knight. I do think his name is Knight. (laughs) (laughs) If this is the 
one I'm thinking of? He's Dark Star from Game of Thrones. But I am the knight. He's not Batman, though. Okay. Because uh, he is the knight. All right. Uh, the rains had come early that spring. March was normally just as cold as January. Important, it's important information to, know. to have. No, see, you're making fun, but it's context. It's world building. But, like, I mean, maybe not right away in the story. But right. I don't know. I don't have a problem with that. One of the things that always kind of annoys me when I go back and read these old stories is, like, it's not going to be January in your fantastical fantasy world. Like, it, it will be, it should be oh, something else. I see. You know? Like, like <laughs> hey, what time is it? You know, it's, <laughs> like, no, that's not, that's not a thing. You know? That's interesting. What I mean, any given fantasy realm may not have the same sun or moon and thus may not have, like, hours and minutes at all well and i think that's one thing that and maybe that's thinking too much into it it is but if you're gonna be if world building is kind of important to you i think you do have to think about that kind of stuff but nobody world building can be very tedious it can be an exercise in like look at how accurate my model trains are (laughs) (laughs) but i think unnecessarily certain aspects like there's a book did you ever read um is it the darkness rising the Knife of Never Cooper? Letting Go. No, I just recommended it to someone the other day because I know I'm going to love it. I don't know why so I haven't good. finished it. That first book, there's a moment in it where you're like, oh, oh, this is a sci-fi story. And it's because of how they describe the environment. Okay, and interesting. And it's awesome. Like, I don't know. I think I, like, kind of knew it was sci-fi, but I didn't realize we were going there. And just that little, like, descriptor really, like, stuck with me. They're really good books, and you should totally read them. I know, and I will. And at some point later, I want to have a discussion about um, horror as metaphor for, like, the problems plaguing or, you know, preying upon the minds of society currently. And I want to talk about what is our current, like, is it bio-horror, like, Jeff Vandermeer stuff, or, like, what's our prevailing horror? But we'll get to that later. Oh, that's, like, yeah, that's, like, a whole other podcast. I know, it's a big question. And I think it depends, right? Yes, but, yeah. I... I have a lot to say about that, but I also that could veer into a political direction, and I really and we don't want to do this, story, right? We don't want to do, do politics yet. here. No, we don't, we get our one side swipe an episode, <laughs> and that is it. Mike Pence is a pud. The rains <laughs> had like, come early. Mike Pence, because <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, but, but, but the thaw was a welcome change to Renee. Winter on the plains was a dreary affair. Huddling in a tent, trying to keep a fire going. Hopefully not inside the tent. <laughs> Never knowing how many. F- <laughs> Jesus, Erica. Never knowing how many furs you should be wearing to achieve that perfect level of comfort was trying. All the furs. All of them. Oh, my, yes. By the first light of spring, a stream of madness ran through most of those she rode with. Seems extreme. Oh, it's cabin fever. (sighs) Did you ever see Muppet Treasure Island? Yeah. Okay, good. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that little... I started to do the dance. I I, I want to get through your story. That makes me happy. Uh, They were more pleased than she at the sudden thaw. So she's riding with people. I don't know if that's clear. I get that. Uh, the troop had rode to a cliff face where the melting, I scratched that out and put thaw, had formed, scratched out and put caused, <laughs> a lovely waterfall. Oh, lovely. Though she had been in the, co- oh, here we go. Here you go. Though she had been in the company of many men, Renee <laughs> stripped off her sweaty pants and shirt, that's where clothes is, uh, to stand under the water. Uh, let's go. She waved towards the water. Take a quick dip. Get a drink. We've got a long ride to Deus. To- it's one of the towns. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of really stupid names. No. Ready for it. 
uh, Rock so- me Amadeus. <laughs> that movie's great. Have you ever seen Amadeus? Oh, uh, I saw the play. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a play. At the Stratford Festival. Oh, it was awesome. You. It made a big impression on me. Mm-hmm. Amadeus, Amadeus. Mm-hmm. Uh, some shyly averted their eyes, but a few dared to take a quick peek. The stories and... Oh, Jesus, Erica. The stories and rumors about her stretched the truth considerably. Legend would have you picture a woman of Amazonian stature with jet black hair uh, trailing down to her ankles. There's a thing in there. That's very unmanageable for someone who's like a warrioress and rides all the time. Exactly. Uh, And flowing like a cape behind her. That's pretty rad, though. Right? It'd be horrible, though. Trying to wash that? I was recently hanging out with someone whose hair was legit down past her butt. Like and how? it was beautiful. No, that's the thing. I think it's like there's so much effort that goes into it. But then even though her hair was thick, she would put it up into a top knot and then it would just look like a like if I put my hair into a one top knot. One of my, when I was a kid, one of my hairdressers had really long curly hair and she would do that and she always looked stunning. And I was always like, yeah, <gasps> it's a magical. It appeals to that sort of like little girl princess part of me that, you know, is still deep down in there. Oh, yeah. Not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> She's up there, Sheila. <laughs> at least for me. Uh, where are we at here? Kind of cape behind her. They're out to be beautiful as well as deadly. Powerful yet seductive. <laughs> they said that... Wolf. Wolf havoc. They said that many came to her bed, okay, and were changed once they were allowed to leave. See, this you can Whoa. tell. Like, this is like, yeah. So, Erica's like, a kid and doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. No, but that's totally a trope. I'm currently reading a trashy fairy book where that's a thing. Like, this woman is so... I'm sorry. Trashy fairy book. I asked my coworker, "What is it called? I need the name because I'm going to read it immediately." Okay, so I asked her. I gave her. We were talking about trashy books, and I was like, "You are going to love <laughs> Flowers in the Attic and My Sweet Audrina." I need an equally trashy recommendation from you. So she gave me um, a Kiss of Shadows. It's one of Laurel K. Hamilton's um, like Mary Gen- Meredith Gentry novels. Never. Heard it's of her. about a woman who is um, part fairy or part she or something i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of world building but it's mostly just her having sex and i'm like can, can so can very plot? like sookie stackhouse yes like she's so beautiful and when you have sex with a she uh, when i say she it's the the irish word like s-i-d-h-e like where banshee comes from not like she a woman and in this book the trope is like when you have sex with a she you will never be able to like concentrate or focus or ever have satisfying sex again because you are essentially like touched by the you know sex magic there's a great scene where she has sex with like a seal like a seal like a selkie and then it's like the magic of the water i don't know (laughs) like but it's it's too much sex there's not enough this immediately i have it on my kindle otherwise i would give it to you just send me the name she said the second it's called a kiss of shadows she said the second one is better and there's a lot more plot but right now it's all just just fucking and then it's like there's a different reason for all the banging like this one's like oh i'm undercover so i have to bang this guy and learn his secrets and this one's like i just love this guy and this one's like oh you know he's my boss so i'm like (laughs) or it's like this one's like we got to get married so the fairy queen will stop being after us but it's not terribly written like i don't know jury's still out it sounds wonderful it's like i said jury's still out okay uh once they were allowed to leave often she would sit in on these tales just for a laugh uh her hair while wild and curly (laughs) was no longer than her shoulders (laughs) powerful but not intimidating to those who did not recognize her Oh, Erica, such wish fulfillment fantasy. Oh, nothing wrong with that. She stood no taller than the average woman. As for seductive, she kept her own counsel about her bedroom activities. <laughs> Some facets of life were best left to rumor. Right on. Still, those that rode with her would until Judgment Day. 
Despite the murmurs of war and the instability of the royal family, the figure cut by Renee Milsky inspired hope in those that followed her. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds so randomly Polish, like in the middle of like a fantasy world. <laughs> it's like January and March, right? <laughs> Who's this random Polish chick? What the fuck? Her name was changed to Malek in later uh, iterations. Okay. Because yeah, Milsky seemed a little too... <laughs> yeah, that's like a little more ambiguous. A little mundane. <laughs> All right. Uh, ba, 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 ba. She gave them purpose. Why? She didn't know. She was a grunt, always had been, and no doubt she always would be. Oh, then why did we write a story about her? No, but I, either she has some self-esteem problems or, you know. Knows her place, baby. She chortled to herself as she ran, yeah, ran through the many nicknames they had for her. Ugh, Erica. <laughs> the legendary was probably her favorite. So yeah, that's back to the different, like, generational stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, that's, uh, we'll talk about it after I finish this page. It conjured images of her fighting titanic sea serpents and saving villages from dragons and waging a single-person campaign against the forces of evil. No, she told herself, you just bested the... Enemy's greatest swordsman in combat and got yourself exiled from the most prominent court on the continent. Oh, shit. But that was nearly 15 years ago. Exposition dump. <laughs> you gotta do it somehow. Indeed. All right. Uh, she shook out her hair and twisted the water from it. She redressed and put up a hand to block the intense sunlight. Uh, I don't think it was such a good idea coming here, my lady. He doesn't say it like my lady. I don't know why I read it that way. <laughs> Christoph. Oh, he can't. Oh, he's here. Okay. Sorry, Kristoff <laughs> is uh, one of, uh, he's in the latest iteration as oh, well. Okay. I think what I'm going to like do at some point, and this would be a Herculean task, but to like, this is where this character came from. This was kind of their origin. Mm-hmm. This was kind of like the through line. If it ever does get written, it would be an interesting kind of like appendices to be like, here's all this other garbage that I had yeah. as well, you know? This was the process, the 50-fucking-year process. Kristoff uh, had been one of the first to ride at Renee's side. That's like a very Russian name for some reason. <laughs> it's just like an Eastern European-flavored fantasy. <laughs> it's not, though. That's the thing. <laughs> he knew her from the days before her exile and had become her most trusted ally in the field. And why is that? Having been stir-crazy myself for so long, being in such a fresh spring scene does not psych one up for travel. Okay. Oh, but... I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows, Sheila? Uh, they'll get over it. I think they've been craving such opportunity to stretch their legs. And oh, they want to hang out by the waterfall. Indeed, because it's so lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> it's a lovely spring scene. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Not to mention slamming a sword into a Callian's face. Uh, she said as she replaced her belt around her waist and her sword at her side. Uh, some of them go restless with this endless chasing. We are Lamia. And this battle must be finished. I believe that's uh, Latin for witch, maybe? It's a specific type of beast. Uh, yeah, in either like Greek or Roman Thought I was being mythology. Yeah. Well, slamming a sword into someone's face is extremely violent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like a step above like I sort of punch that person in the face. Well, I mean, they're battle-hardened like warriors. Oh, okay. Erica said she whipped around her invisible swords. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Renee glanced back at him. Tell them to saddle up. We'll head south, right into the heart of their camp near Deus. We've cleared them off the coast, so we'll strike for the heart of their operation. Uh, Christoph let a wide smile cross his lips. 
right away. Uh, the Lamia were the elite of the Deusan people. Citizens, sh- ugh, can't talk. Citizen soldiers. Someone just watched Three Hundred. <laughs> that would defend their city to the death. That should be a period. Uh, they okay. had been fighting. No, maybe it shouldn't be. Citizens, uh, citizen soldiers that would defend their city to the death. Comma. They had been fighting back the Callian forces ever since the two nations had been founded. Oh, so Callian's not a specific person. It's a race. Callian is like a a different. It's not a race like a necessarily, like the but it's a different the country, right? Trojans or whatever. The fucking Trojans. Spartans in the doesn't matter. Hmm. No, I'm talking about <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> uh, ever since the two nations have been founded, once Rene had s- <laughs> ever since the what? I don't know. That just that <laughs> was the last part of that sentence. <laughs> okay. Uh, once Rene had signed up to their cause, the day de- okay. Uh, yeah, that's not clear. Okay, Renee signed up with the Deusan cause. So she's like a roving mercenary. Kind of, yes. But a, a good, not a not in it for the money. Yeah. Uh, so she's on it for their cause. The end of the long conflict seemed in sight. She's a sellsword. There you go. Uh, they rode for nearly three straight days, stopping only for food and to relieve themselves. Great. That's such a staple of fantasy books, though. Yeah, but usually it's like a scene. Yeah. Not just, yeah, they stopped to piss. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Moving on. Uh, they passed Deus, and each of the Lamia said a quick prayer to their gods. Renee kept her eyes on the course. Nearly two days past the great southern city, they found the camp. Uh, Renee looked over the Callians, sharpening their blades and cleaning their armor. She wondered if he was down there. <gasps> Doubtful. He would be in the Callian capital, sitting upon his throne, swathed in furs that we're like all into for some reason, and surrounded by his barbarians. <laughs> Maybe you were cold when you were. Maybe this. I was. Too bad. <laughs> and yes, it does say that. Uh, we'll wait until nightfall. She said to whoever was in earshot of her whisper. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Keep quiet and stay low. Like, why are you? Giving well, wait your until nightfall. <laughs> Like, Be quiet and stay low. Why are you giving your orders in a whisper? Just kind of to like whoever Who might or might not knows? be standing there. Spread out around the camp. Once the last light goes out, cut through anything you see. Meet in the middle. Uh, a few words. S- indeed. So the sun set and the bloodbath ensued. Renee kept, her rep- kept to her reputation. Most of her fellows had hung back. They knew she needed the release. Instead of interfering, they kept escapees to a minimum. Once Renee had sated her bloodlust, the Lamia took to their mounts again. That's an extremely poor battle tactic. <laughs> yeah. Like, she really needs this, so we're just going to hang Guys, back. just just let her go. <laughs> let her go. Oh, and she's dead. <laughs> For a second, I was like, no, she- <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, so that's the start of that. Well, I, for one, am engaged and intrigued. Awesome. Is that as far as you're going with that? Yeah, I think that's as far as I'll go. I'm not used to reading the typed stuff. Yeah. Because with uh, Heartless, it felt like I could go for longer. Yeah. Because it was handwritten and I got through the pages faster. But you did not go for very long. Not terribly long, but I think the next stuff is a little long. Okay. So, and I talked for a while about Context Corner, so I think, yeah, that'll be good for now. Uh, Did you want to have your horror movie discussion? Yes, let's have that. So... I think it came up, I can't remember, I was talking about this Joe Hill story that I read recently with one of my staff members. Um, I think you were talking about that in the car on the way to the Renaissance. Yes, too. because I was really disturbed by it and I needed to get it out. Um, and it, that devolved or evolved into a discussion of, oh, 
what was it? We were talking about how zombies are not really a thing anymore. And it was because, you know, they first kind of arose as a horror trope in the 60s when commercialism was kind of the fear that was burgeoning. Well, and so, commercialism and, like, indoctrination to, like, communism and shit like that. or Exactly. And so, like, that was super clear. And then we talked about how in the, I guess, the OOs or the Audis or whatever you would call it. Lots. And this is where it gets a little political. With torture porn, like, Saw and Hostel was the, the new hot horror genre. And that's... It was reflecting what, what, you know what was though? going on I in never Iraq. Found that to be. I mean, I have. I don't have any interest in that stuff. It just seems so like. Let me try and shock you for the sake of shocking you. But I do think it is. I mean, you can draw a correlation to what was going on. Yes, like I agree. That's not my genre either. But it's just it, scary. It, we were working out our demons. Right. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, the effects are good. I guess. Exactly. But and then we ta- I had because I think the conversation actually came up because I had read earlier that day that. Anne Rice wrote Interview with a Vampire and stuff in, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s, and it didn't take off. Nobody loved it. And then when AIDS became a big hot-button fear, vampires presented, like, the same book sold, like, a bajillion copies because suddenly this blood taint right. was, like, someone's, like, having, like, a well, sexually transmitted... people, right, exactly, yes. the way it wasn't before. And so then we talked more about those things and and werewolves and this and that. And I actually had a conversation with one of my staff today about how how come werewolves are almost always male when it's clearly kind of an allegory for, like, menstruation. Oh, you know, you change with the moon. Mm -hmm. You become, your appetites change and you become, you know, angry or whatever. But we were trying to put our finger on what the prevailing mode of horror is today. And for me, I feel like a lot of it is bio-horror, but that's because that's what I've been reading a lot of. You know, it's speaking to the environment and all of that. But I also wonder if we're due for a resurgence in things like deliverance, where it's very much like an urban versus rural, because to me, that's the great fear is like, I kind of trust our neighbor. You're seeing, right? Yeah. But I I haven't, we haven't been in this long enough, I think, to see the pattern. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to start really seeing like media uh or movies that reflect that because that stuff would just be like coming out now so are we still stuck in the previous mode and if so what is it i'm not sure yeah i feel i don't feel like i've seen a consistent theme no not really i mean i haven't really i don't watch a ton of horror anymore um (laughs) the latest horror movie we watched was jason x which was uh, we Hate Movies was doing a podcast and that was what they were ripping into so that's why mm-hmm. we watched that and it's fucking terrible um, but yeah we don't watch a lot of horror no? I, those are some of the only films I'm guaranteed to want to sit down and watch because I don't know I actually feel like they have a lot more to say about like I feel like they have big themes and big things to say even if it's like I think a, depending on who who's doing it yeah, I mean yeah that's you fair. know I mean like sometimes it's just you know Eli Roth being Eli Roth, you know? Was he the let the right one in? No, he's, uh, he was the hostile. Oh, he okay. He was, uh, was it the Green Inferno? I don't know. I didn't see mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, but. I do I like want to watch It. I've been meaning to watch that. I was surprised at how much I liked It. Were you okay with what they did to Bev at the end? What did they do to Bev at the end? Like, like, like kidnapped her and. She had to be like the one that they went down and saved. I, read I don't that remember. And I was a little that. like turned off by that. I actually don't remember that happening. 
I didn't mean to support one movie fit. You already no, saw it. <laughs> no, I mean, clearly that's a me problem. But yeah, no, I don't remember that part. I thought overall, like, they... I, I wish they didn't split it out, the kids and the adults, because that's two very different movies. And I like how with Stephen King, the horror is always tempered by this idyllic, like, we were 12 years old and riding our bikes and beautiful and free, you know. But with that said, I think... They did a lot better job of, you know, not having a child rape scene. So child gang rape scene. So I liked that. Usually they updated that's that. yeah. Usually that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Stephen King. I mean, I thought the clown was super scary, but I'm really susceptible to everything scary, especially scary clowns, because yeah. it was one of the first things to traumatize me. It's in Poltergeist. I never. I didn't see that when I was younger. But I feel like it would have fucked me up. Yeah. But even even stuff that I think is campy and goofy kind of fucks me up. Like Event Horizon. I'm always like, I love that movie. And I forget that it's, it scares me a lot. It's been a minute since I've seen Event Horizon. But We rewatched it. We did like a Halloween horror binge last year. Nice. It was awesome. We did all kinds of stuff. Like we did Suspirio, which I had always wanted to see. I mean, are you, I didn't realize you were so into horror movies. Do you want to go and like do, uh, I think, um. Uh, uh, the Music Box is doing a bunch of like horror movies in October. They do have a 70 millimeter print of The Thing that I really want to go see. I would love to see The Thing because I have never seen it's it. It's so good. I know. I've read about it and I know like so many classic episodes of things that I love are based on it. fucking love it. Yeah. If we go, I'll let you know. Yeah. I do really want to go see it. I would love to. I will say that I don't like like B-movie horror. I, I like my horror to say something or else be really fucking scary but it's so personal like it's so personal to say what scares you and my staff and I were talking about this today too when a kid says they want a book that's scary or not too scary that is the hardest question to answer because like how do yeah, I know what scares because, you because like I remember being a kid and reading the Amityville Horror yeah like, way too late at night and scaring the fuck out of myself that one scared the shit out of me yeah me too I had like a wake up my brother and be like you have to come and like sleep in the room with me because I'm fucking terrified I still remember that's one of the flashbulb memories of my childhood is like sitting on the school bus with this girl Janae and she was telling me all about about that but she posed it as I think we all believed at the time as though it was this thing that had really happened really recently and I didn't I had no skepticism in my body that's how like that stuff gets like passed down right exactly like our you know our lore you know well exactly and there's there's another episode from my childhood I still wonder about (laughs) and I I remember it so clearly because I was so confused we were driving to leaps and bounds if you remember I remember leaps and bounds (laughs) it was rad it was my my friend Jackie's birthday and she must have been turning nine or ten and she was talking about Bloody Mary and I was just old enough where I thought she might be telling the truth or she might think she saw this or this might be a lie. But then her mom 100% chimed in and backed it up as though it was true. And to this day, I'm like, was her mom fucking with us? Was she a religious person who just wanted us to she stay away? She might have been fucking with you guys. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, this I, I don't from, know. Like Adam, right? But I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But because like, when you hear an adult say something like that, so I believed that. But for, I'm sure like, that she was just like, oh, that's just a thing that like. I had when I was a kid and it's something that he needs to keep being passed on well and that's the thing like and I wonder about that sometimes for when I have kids like obviously it's kind of unethical to tell your child there's demons that live in the mirror well you, but also you can't it's so fun you can't get it from your parents you have no. to get it from like your friends but right? can you as a parent back that up like that I don't know I really don't know it's borderline yeah which is why I think she probably believed that she had done it as a child and seen something maybe and they Possible. didn't have the internet back then to like debunk it immediately I think the internet's almost worse, right? Because then it's like, oh, Slender Man is making me do things, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I think people are susceptible to, you know, to I mean, shit. I 100% still will not look directly in the mirror at night if I have to get up and use the bathroom in the middle of the night. It's just, you know, out of There's certain caution. things. It's like, and, and I think uh, uh, Mr. Bob will uh, attest to this as well. When you, like, turn the lights off in a basement and you're running up the stairs. Yeah. Those, ra- those raptors are behind you, man. They're oh, coming yeah. for you. Something wants to grab your ankles for sure. Mm-hmm. No, there's always still, like, if I'm in bed at night by myself and I let my foot dangle off, there's always in the back of my head, like, in that lizard brain of yours, something's going to grab my foot. Right. And it's not the rational fears. Like, it's not that, oh, someone might break in while I'm home alone. It's like, there's definitely a monster under the bed. Right. The bed is moving. The house is possessed. And it's going to suck into itself. Yes. And, yeah. I will say, too, um, because having been raised Catholic, everybody was, like, kind of semi-serious about demons. That's still there for me because part of the lore is if you talk about them or think about them, they'll possess you. And so, obviously, I have fallen away from all of that. But I recently read this book called uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which I really enjoyed. Um, And it was about a girl whose best friend had an exorcism. And I, toward the end, I was home alone. I, I think Steve must have been staying in Champagne that night. And I got kind of scared. Like, it's been a long time since a book about demons kept me up at night. And I have a dog and everything. Okay, like, like legit. Like, when the first, this is not a book, but a movie. When that first Paranormal Activity movie came out, Mm -hmm. those commercials fucked me up. Mm -hmm. Because I was living by myself, was in my studio, and it was about, the premise of the movie is, like, there's, their house is possessed by some demon or something. And he's haunting the, the wife, and it's... The stuff that's oh, happening that one. while they're asleep. So I was like, oh, oh, great. Like, that's that's wonderful. Like, and then I went and I saw it, which was probably not a good idea. <laughs> but I that night I tucked all of my covers in under my body, like as tight as they would go. I had every light in my house on. <laughs> TV was on, just like blaring, just like, okay, I think we're okay. But no, that shit scared the fuck out of me it was as it was the most real or realistic take on like it was the most plausible i think horror movie i've ever seen it was low-key they did all the right things they didn't make stupid decisions they tried to be scientific and approach it intelligently Mm -hmm. and then that whole i think it's right at the end when everything you think they've solved it and then she rolls over and you see like the great i'm like getting smile yeah 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 Yeah. oh yeah that scared the shit out of me when it's like oh we need to leave the house and she's like no we can stay and yeah you see like almost the bed looks like it like yeah like lie down in the bed next yeah yeah i once had a um what do you call it sleep paralysis episode where like it was horrifying and terrifying i paralyzed and screamed and blah blah blah. then i woke up and i was like terrified and shocked and you know just like really needed to talk to Steve and process it and so I was like woke up in like his sunny bedroom with like sun streaming in and you know clothes all over the floor and the lovely green blanket and then I went to like roll him over to talk to him and he had a demon face because I was still in it and it was so scary I'm still scared about that yeah that would have scared the shit out of me it was awful yeah oh my god but um yeah no I've like really like lax in my horror movies lately like I guess we even still haven't seen Get Out. Oh, it was so good. I know. I'm trying to think if there's any others that I would recommend. Steve has a bunch out right now. There's one called House, and it's like a 1977, I want to say Finnish film. I can't remember anything else about it, but it has a really great cover. So I will watch that. Maybe I'll watch that tonight, or maybe Mystery Science Theater. I don't know. 
But yes, you should watch The Thing. The Thing is amazing. I'm going to start compiling my Halloween list now. My staff member recommended Ginger Snaps to me today. I've heard that's supposed to be good. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, if you're into the kind of Lovecraftian kind of hopeless sort of horror, I think you might enjoy The Thing. Would you say The Thing is Lovecraftian? I always had a very different impression of that. Ish, yes. Okay. I would say. I always felt, because I've only really read about that one pivotal scene. Like, kind of influenced, I would say. Um, in, in, like, the hopelessness. I think his other, um, uh, uh, what is it, In the Mouth of Madness and The Prince of Darkness are a little more Lovecraftian from uh, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. But The Thing definitely has that tinge to it, I would say. Okay. It's such a good and the practical that. effects are like out of this world well and i hear the like claustrophobia and tension and the human element is really good yeah it really like makes you care about the characters and keith david is there i don't know who that is he is you would recognize his voice okay did you ever watch gargoyles as a kid yeah no 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 oh. i read the comic okay. in disney adventures magazine yes remember that i do oh, that was, so it was great uh keith david was the voice of uh goliath he has a very um He's done a lot of video games. You would know it if you if you yeah. It. yeah, he's it's very commanding presence and perfect. Did you ever see Requiem for a Dream? No. Okay, good. Everyone says it's so traumatic. It's oh depressing God. as fuck. It's just kinda like it, it's like now, like I rewatched it not too long ago and I was just like it's absurd. Is it um too didactic or I don't know if I would say that. I just think it like as I was young ish when I saw it and it was like, Oh my god, this movie about drug abuse and shit and you watch it now and you're just kind of like all right pump the brake yeah darren all right relax <laughs> um effective i guess but have we talked then and i know i'm like trying to make all these like best of lists this evening <laughs> the single scariest movie you've ever seen Probably for just, like, how much it affected me going mm-hmm. forward. Probably Paranormal Activity. Yeah. That scared fair. the shit out of me. But then as a kid, like, Poltergeist scared the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, that last scene in Carrie fucked me up for a little while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that yeah. really dreamlike. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Paranormal Activity was the only one that, like, brought back with me from the movie theater. Mm-hmm. you know and was just like that's my definition of scary i guess like keeps you up late at night other times in your life still thinking about it yeah what I about you the exorcist like i said i got a, i got a classical demon See, i saw that when i was older and i just kind of appreciated it as the amazing movie that it is it is an amazing movie, it's a great movie. um yeah with all the stuff with uh was it father Karras and that mm-hmm. and, like the moms like, yeah just amazing for me, 95% of the horror of that movie is those three flashes of that one frame of that horror the face. The face, yeah. Pazuzu. <laughs> it still makes me sick. Like, if I think about it too much. I was trying to, I was talking to Michael about that the other day, and I wanted to text him a picture of it in case he didn't know what I was talking about. And I was like, I didn't even want to touch my phone when it was like up on the screen. <laughs> that is how I feel about that. Yeah. my my That movie scared the shit out of my mom when she was a kid. So when I saw it, I was kind of like, <laughs> like this mm-hmm. really okay. but did it the cut where she i think this was released later where she spider walks down the stairs no it was that version i think that was Ugh. why we rented it because it yeah, yeah. and i was just kind of like okay i that one keeps me up at night i'm because- also the douchebag though at like the haunted houses where i'm just kind of like all right friend 
Have you been to a haunted house recently? Not in the last... I think the last time I went was with you. When was that? A while ago. I went a couple years ago with a couple of my friends. And this was a new thing I hadn't experienced before where they have these inflatable walls that crush Ooh, in on you. Interesting. I kept... Gra- I feel bad. I kept grabbing my friend's husband because they had to grab someone and he was there. <laughs> it was like, it was One scary. of my favorite instances of uh, haunted, haunted house going... These words. I'm not good at words. Tense. I don't speak <laughs> words good. <laughs> Was it's called Silo X. I don't think it's still there. This is like back in high school. It was uh, some of our crew from back then. And I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, fine. Um, uh, but the other girls I was with were like just terrified. So I had one on one arm, one on the other arm, and one like <laughs> clinging to the back of my shirt with her face like in my, in my back, kind of forcing me forward. So we're walking, and part of it was this maze that's completely dark, so you can't, like, see the walls or anything. And they shoved me right into a wall. <gasps> and, like, didn't break my nose, but came pretty close. Oh, my God. And I was just like, motherfucker. I shook them all off, and I just started walking. <gasps> They're like, yeah! <laughs> that was a good time. That's right. That's why I don't go to haunted houses with you. Because the last time we went to one, you told the clowns my name. Oh, did I? Yeah, and then they started whispering it and saying it in my face. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was a mirror maze with all of those clowns, and they were saying my name. I have always wanted to try, uh, what is it, the blackout ones in New York? Have you read about that? Yes. I don't think like, I part have of one me of is like, oh, that might be interesting, just because like the communal theater sort of like. Yeah, and it's an anthropological experience, right? Yes, exactly. But have you read about some of the actual stuff they do? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, I don't. I think that's. I'm surprised it's legal. I don't care how consensual it is. Well, not because I think they're letting you know, you know, we are going to be interacting with you and you know doing stuff. So yeah, but I want what I want because I'm so curious about it, and I want to know. From start to finish, what happens? So I would like one of my braver friends to go and do that and tell me I mean, me there's a fair amount of, and I haven't seen them lately, but they're, like, people will do walkthroughs or, like, an Ask Me Anything or whatever. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. If you look for it, you can find it. I thought that people seemed pretty committed to, like, not revealing the secrets. Oh, no, people, yeah, you can find yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there. it's the internet. Usually it's from, like, past seasons, and I mm-hmm. think it changes, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah. I will totally bankroll you to like you. I will pay for it. You go do it. Uh, what else was I going to say? I don't, oh, there's a horror movie actually coming out where it's uh, it's like a haunted uh, like festival or something. But like the kills are real. That's somebody I think in high school. I think Jamie once said to me, pointed out, I think very smartly that if somebody did want to get away with a bunch of murders, that would be the way to do it. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been a little hesitant. I've always had it in the back of my head like that would be an amazing story. And then I saw this movie trailer and I was like, motherfucking son of a bitch. (laughs) God damn it, Erica. So. Well, I'm ready for Halloween. I, uh, I love Halloween. I it's do, It's one too. of my favorite holidays. It's but. like, it's harvest time now. It is the last day of August, and tomorrow it will be fall. Oh, I mean, not really, the but... last day of August. Where'd this year go? I don't know, dude. Terrifying. All right, ladies and gents, <laughs> so thank you for uh, hanging out with Horror Talk. Um, yes. And uh, for listening to our, our writings, as always. Uh, I invite you to check out the other uh, Puma Knife podcasts we have out there. Uh, Improvised Weapons, our D&D podcast. Uh, Subtle Interference, where... Bob, Alex, and I just talk about fucking shit. Uh, what else do we have? After the movie, 
which uh, Bob and I go see movies and then yammer for an hour. Beyond the Red Waste. Beyond the Red Waste, which is dormant right now. But go check out the backlog. Why not? A little dusty gotta in there. Gotta start catching up now. Gotta Game start catching up, indeed. We've got a couple seasons worth of uh, stuff on there. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you next time. Good night. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>